no, 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 no. <laughs> stop, stop. I'm going to give you my lines. You wait until I'm done. Then you start that. Then we fade into me starting the episode. Okay. Okay. Motherfucker. <laughs> Every time you start to talk. We ain't going to waste any time this week with skits or shenanigans, baby. Because this one, this one's for the lovers. It's underrated love songs on Over Under Fair. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Moving slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Moving slow motion for me. Oh, what a glorious song. Hi, hi. sorry to fuck this up from right at the start here, but welcome back to Over Under Fair, uh, the final word in pop culture relevance. I am Dave Roldan, uh, the love doctor himself, DR, those are my initials, so clearly I am an accredited medical person. Uh, Over to my right, uh, the sultry speechress herself, Lacey McGraw. Hello. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Lacey, how are you? I'm great. How are you today, Oh man, getting a little bothered. Uh, also in the studio, producing more than just podcasts, if you catch my drift, Roger Castillo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pillow Talk. <laughs> oh, my Over God. Fair edition. You know what's funny is that I thought about doing an intro that way, of, like, just putting up a different name, like, hi, I'm Pete Pistachio, <laughs> and this is, <laughs> this is love songs with Over Under Fair. Hi, I'm Budweiser Garcia, <laughs> yeah. your Latino host, that'll give you a tingle with my my roll my r's yeah and all the bass in your voice and you get it low like that if you're doing alan almond you have to be right up on the microphone but, like you're making sweet yeah love. baby yeah you know he was never seen in public and, uh, because he looks like a troll you ever <laughs> seen that guy not a handsome man <laughs> he uh he definitely uh he knew his way around the microphone yes he had a face for radio as it were definitely. i mean I've, local reference to anyone who remembers alan almond and pillow talk uh, rest in peace. I'm pretty sure he's dead, right? Let's just say he's yeah, dead. Yeah, correct. He, he okay. died a few years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, uh, I, I won't lie. I had a good, I had a good amount of fun with Pillow Talk back in the day when I was up way too late, not being able to sleep in middle school and high school and stuff. And Alan Allman would come on and throw some cheesy ass love songs on in the middle of the night for you, and it was a good time. What about uh, the Quiet Storm? Do you uh, remember that one? On ninety six point two. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I think it was on WJL. It was. It was also ninety six point three. It was wait ninety six point three. I don't know. It was. It was the same same concept yeah, where they would play that. all these like R and B like love making mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. And, like late at night. And then the I just remember with the Quiet Storm, the DJ would always have like ambient like uh, lightning and thunder and like I mean, waves. It was it was like a beach mood, storm. Man. Yeah, it was like a beach storm in the back so, in the background. So. <laughs> Yeah. What about that is sexy though? Like if you're inside, but like if you're on a beach and it's storming, that feels really uncomfortable. I'll tell you what is sexy about it because okay. I have a vivid imagination. Um, do tell. So do you remember that movie, The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Absolutely. Do you I remember, remember that the movie? house on the beach? Yeah, with the snow and stuff. Yeah, I'm picturing it in the winter, but yeah, I'm picturing it in the su- oh, summer or whatever. 
and there's like a front area of that house that's like a, a screened-in porch. Okay, yeah. I'm imagining a storm on the beach and some smooth, sexy All right. times. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm there. I mean, I'm not there with you. You're there. I know, right? I'm, I'm there neighbor. alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can come and use the house at a different time of the year in the winter because you're it's in a time the winter. Share. It's a timeshare yeah. where Dave and I never see each other in the same room <laughs> because we're not that kind of friends. Oh, man. Anyway. So. I don't know what just happened there. We're talking about love is what we're talking about. That's what's happening, Roger. We're talking about love songs. Specifically, we're going to talk about underrated love songs but before we before we break into that we get real you know real thoughtful and real reflective on how it is we came to these decisions how is it we come to these decisions what to you makes a love song we'll start with roger conflict emotion which kind of are the same thing in some ways absolutely also personal your your memories are tied to love songs so you could think of it could be a series of lyrics it could be one word in that song and it provokes an emotion but mainly i think it has a lot to do with i mean if you're, if you're talking about songs to fuck to you if we're talking about if we're, if we're doing that then it's rhythm and like primal you know like think of some nine Nails songs are just like oh man sure total fuck fest and then yeah, this got dirtier way faster than I yeah, thought. Yeah, I thought we were talking about like love songs, like love the emotion. Well, I mean, Rogers over here like it, humping the chair. And <laughs> <laughs> it is though, right? Like it's yeah. part of it. Like it's 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 fair because that's yeah. that's part of it, right? Like love songs. To piggyback on what you're saying, love songs are so encompassing. Like yeah. there's so many ways to define what love is, and a part of that is physical. Like totally, and that makes sense. I will say to the songs I picked for this list. None of them are, but it, it fits. It, it's definitely a read. Yeah, and there's some of them that have stories, but for me, like everybody talks about, like the Paul McCartney silly little love song. I think of that as just like that. I always think I put those kind of songs, like certain songs from the '70s, as cheesy parent music kind of thing, where I would never there think to have sex to. But I always think of it as like that. Like that, you know, almost like you're bobbing your head, like shaking your head, like, huh? Sing a little love song. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've sung along to that song. Yeah. It's it's nice, right? It's the, I I think, personally, like, love songs are supposed to be songs that make you want to remember them, like the song specifically, because they can either be catchy that way, like a happy, poppy kind of love song, or they can be, like, devastatingly sad, but... You know, you're you're in that. You're like, oh my god, I've been there. I feel how sad that is. Ben Folds has that down to a science. Yeah, or they can be like angry, as you were right. mentioning about other stuff. Like they might not always be like fuck jams, but they could just be <laughs> angry love songs. Like there's plenty of those. And uh, to to pimp a little bit of something we did do before when Roger and I did an episode of Counting Tracks, Roger's excellent music podcast, we did. The full Blood on the Tracks album by Bob Dylan, which is a breakup record. So the whole album is about his divorce and all of the emotion and baggage that he trails around with, you know, with that. And all of those songs are love songs and all of them in ranges of degrees of emotions, like happy, sad, angry. And that's that's what makes, for me anyway, how I think of love songs are songs that I can remember, like, immediately and assign them an emotion, like, within love, you know. And that's, like, how I also like to listen to music. I... It became clear when I was looking through this kind of stuff. I listen to a lot more love songs than 
anything else i think but it's kind of hard because most songs are <laughs> like it's like yeah 60 of popular music or probably even more at this rate there's thousands and thousands and thousands of love songs but Lacey, please continue okay so i don't really think of love songs i think the way you guys do i think of love songs um as like a whole and complete declaration of loving someone I don't really consider like sad songs to be love songs. I want them to be like happy, like I love you. I guess that's just kind of my like what the music is doing for me is creating like a fantasy where somebody can be like that perfect that you write a perfectly happy song about them, which I know is not the case. I'm not saying I don't like breakup songs. I do. I love a lot of songs that are like about sadness and you know, loss and things like that. But when I think of a love song, I think of like a whole and complete declaration of like loving somebody totally, like total love. There's no like, but you walked away from me. You know what I mean? Like that's not a love song to me. Like, even though one of my underrated love songs that we're going to talk about a little later is kind of that, Mm. but it's, I feel like if you, if you interpret it a certain way, um, it can be more of a, my definition of a love song. But yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I like love songs that are like about love and loving somebody and goodness and like the good parts of love. That's what I like in a love song. Okay. That's, that's good, what I then. consider a love song. Though. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I agree with you that that is, that is probably the most common held interpretation of what a love yeah. song is, quote unquote. And I think that that's, uh, I think that that's good. Ultimately, I think that that is good because that is kind of what you want it to be you know like as far as what you look for in a love song it is kind of different than how you might define it generally and i think that i tend to look for sadder songs because i for some reason like identify with those more despite being happily married yeah i don't know why i identify with the ones that are about (laughs) happiness when i'm chronically single and can't make a relationship blast i've had a we're and getting, Dave, real, real Dave's podcast. happily married, and he's like crying with a bag of Cheetos in his bedroom, <laughs> listening to Atlantis Morissette. Meanwhile, I, I I have a really weird mixed things because there's certain songs that I tie t- people to, so that's why sometimes there's certain songs I listen to. I'm like, fuck, man! Like, and then I start thinking about the memory or the moment or something like that. For myself, it's a mixture of sad. It's a mixture of also kind of demented sometimes. With and you see one of the songs. A little bit. It's dangerous. But also at the same time, it's just like it's really my state of mind. It depends on really my state of mind at the moment. So if I'm here, if I'm in a good mood, I will listen to Stevie Wonder's I Believe and I Fall in Love with You. Oh, God, it's such a great song. Yeah. Or if, you know, sometimes for whatever reason, it would be the the Cure's love, actual, you know, love song itself. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, there's so many bands too that are tied to certain genres with it that I feel in certain cases you carry that with you too. So there's certain bands you're always going to be associated with. Sure, I mean, like you mentioned, Paul McCartney. It's difficult for me to picture Paul McCartney not singing silly love songs, not the song specifically, but actually all his songs are silly love songs. Like that's kind of what he writes, you know? Yeah. He, and that's not a that's not necessarily a knock on Paul McCartney. There's a, there's a or an audience for that. Obviously, he's one of the most successful musicians ever. So. It's necessary, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because that is that is something I think uh, I think is interesting. Is it's how you process the love songs because, very broadly speaking, we tie these to people and to things, you know, yeah. to moments in time, to a year of your life, or to someone specific. What is it that keeps the song with you? Like, 
even if you don't want it is there are there songs that you know you don't have to name them specifically but is there a mode when you are in a like a, a state of mind or with a person and you have all these songs tied to them and then for whatever reason you aren't anymore do you abandon those songs or do they stay with you because you like those songs <laughs> It depends on the person. I give it I give it a cool-off period, but those songs stay with me. There's a certain songs that I'll hear and I'll cringe or I'll think about that person. But then, you know, of course, as we've talked about before, when people trading nostalgia, nostalgia is that nice, fresh chocolate chip cookie or a cigarette you smoke after a long day, and it's like that relief feeling. But then it goes away, and that's how these songs are sometimes. They eventually they melt out of your mind for a minute. But they always come back when you light up that cigarette or you get that warm cookie again. It's that feeling for a minute of going, okay, all right. I remember why I liked the song in the first place before that insert person's name was here, and they ruined it for me. That's incredibly poetic. Like I, I'm not saying I'm surprised. You know, I, I know that you are a deep and well thought man. But to hear you say that was like, I, I felt nice. That felt nice to share with well, you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. I've had songs. I have had to kind of set aside that I really liked but they perhaps like left a bad taste in my mouth when things went sour with like an ex or something but I've always ended up coming back to them once I I guess not to sound cheesy but like once I healed from that hurt well that's not cheesy at all then I was able to kind of like listen to the songs again and this doesn't necessarily tie itself to just love songs like just songs that we used to listen to together or like obviously I'm a big fan of music so like maybe some music that a guy has shown me and we've enjoyed it together or we really enjoyed something together. I have to set those things aside if I'm thinking of like one guy in particular, but like if like something went south with him and then I had to like set a lot of it aside and then time passed, I felt okay about it and I was able to like bring those songs and that music back into my rotation. Um, but yeah, I still have songs. I still have plenty of songs that remind me of people they spark a memory where I'm able to still think of like what it felt like when things were good and stuff like that. So I think these songs tie a lot into how you feel about people. But I still I still have parameters for love songs and things like that. I just because I enjoyed like some death metal song with a guy in the past who I cared for doesn't mean I'm gonna suddenly stick that song into the love song category. It might be for me, personally. I was going to say then, because does that then mean that by the virtue of you having shared it with someone that you loved, can songs that aren't stereotypically love songs just be associated as love songs in your head? Yeah, for me, personally. But I don't think I would like recommend it to anybody else as a love song. Sure. Like, I mean, in, yeah, in, it's, not, it's not the same. I wouldn't same. Like, bring it here and be like, okay, listen. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Harvest Floor, great jam. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about it. It's all about, like chopping up bodies um super gruesome it is a love song no sure. i'm not gonna do yeah. that but like it's, it's, and that's just i just randomly picked a song but yeah there's certain songs where i don't think they're they're not even close to being love songs but like i it makes me think of a time when i was in love and mm. and that is what it means to me personally but yeah i i don't think i'd recommend them to anybody else as a love song it's just a circumstance you know and what's interesting for me, because your relationship with your wife is different than mine, where your wife likes a lot of... The Are you p- saying you have a relationship <laughs> with my wife? I, I, was it Eddie Izzard? <laughs> I am your, I am your <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah. But... Ah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, like, your wife likes a lot of bands. My wife is not musically 
Music, I want to see music inclined because that sounds like being a dick, but I'm not. No, but she just has less interest in it. Yeah, she has less yeah. interest in music. And those, that, of course, is fine for both of us. Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes when she finds a song that she likes, that she likes to tie to us, I get excited because it's not like it's something that she thought about and saw something spontaneous. I mean, I have six or seven hundred playlists in my head <laughs> right. and also on Spotify. That have various songs and people in, in mind that are all stored away, and her too. Like you, yeah, you have yeah. songs associated with her that Absolutely. she might not know you have associated with her, just by the virtue of you listening to more music. Exactly, and so she will, she'll listen to something that she likes. She's like, you know, I like the song. This should be. And it's like that's cool. And your wife, on the other hand, there's a lot of bands that she likes, and you guys hear that music. And that and that to me is a really cool bond you guys have right there with that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice that we have that. It was a big foundation of our early relationship and it kind of has carried through that like she was really into the flaming lips as an example and i was kind of but not really as much and then she was like oh listen to this and listen to this and we'll go see them seven times and then like yeah that becomes like a thing you share and then you're you're playing a flaming lips song to walk out at your wedding together like it's nice so it's cool when it works either way i will definitely say you know hello jess i love you you're if you're listening which you should be if you love me you'd listen to my show um <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm half kidding you know i i agree that it is a nice thing for me to think about that i can associate a lot of how i interpret love and love songs with my wife who also shares that with me and it's nice it is nice to have that with that said though Lacey, we kind of got from you your your preference it seems for mm-hmm. like the the happier over the sadder but roger if you could distill it for me a little bit do you have a preference for how you listen to love songs? Do you want them to put you in a better state of mind? And to do that, do they need to be happier? Or do you prefer like kind of a more downbeat kind of kind of approach to that? I've, it's it's kind of a pointed question. No, no, it's, it, it but, changes. I know it's fluid. It has to be the mind. It's a mindset thing. So if I'm yeah. down, if I'm I'm in the mood or I'm thinking about something, that song is going to be played probably eight or nine times in that one day. Sometimes in a row. Oh fucking yeah. Okay, yeah. I can definitely attest to that. You bastard. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> Yeah, but in a certain, in a different way. Yeah. And you put it on a playlist. Okay, yeah. so we'll talk about the playlist yeah. before we're done talking yeah. here today. But you put that fucking song on that playlist. Yeah, but there's and a I reason wanted to why- throw it across the room. But there was a reason why, and we'll tell the story a little later about that. <sighs> Jesus, because there wasn't a moment that occurred with that song. Anyways, but my point is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, is that it's a mindset for me. But it's when I'm downtrodden, watch out. It's it's bad. Mm-hmm. And then, well, if I need to get in a mood. Sometimes I need to listen to like a happy song. It doesn't really have to be a love song. Sometimes it is, but there's certain. I mean, and also because I used to DJ weddings, a lot of also too. It's oh, almost yeah. like it's a recreational thing where I'm like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to hear this because I, I've heard it every wedding for five years or whatever the case is. So I have yeah, to you do have a bit of a different. perspective I forgot on that. about that too. Yeah. that you DJed wedding. So my song, my overrated song, or two or three of them, if I could think of, but the one I chose reflects that, and so. The recreational hazard of my job has also killed love songs for me too because because so I hear the certain songs I'm like and then I hear later from somebody telling me oh yeah that couple ended up divorce it's like well fuck they chose a really good love song and they fucking ruined it yeah I, I laugh because every time we talk about something like social media love songs anything like media related Roger's like well I have a different perspective on it because it's my job yeah and I it's been destroyed for me. And all I have left in my life is Ghostbusters action figures and baseball hats to enjoy. <laughs> oh my god, so true. 
I mean, that you love more than just those two things. Next right. ja- next job Roger gets is going to be like social mar- social media marketing manager for Lids. Ah, and and it's going to destroy him. No, no baseball hat. <laughs> he takes it because he's excited about the discount, but then he instantly regrets it when it ruins his hat collection. Yeah, when, it, when my room full becomes full of hats and my Sarah hates me because I have more oh, hats. Than damn you, Lids. Yeah. No, but Lacey's not too far off. But yeah, no. I'm, I'm joking, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, you. Uh, this is like the second or third time you've yeah, been know, like, this is happening. different for me. Because I did this for forever. Because I, cause it's, I used to manage a pizza place, so pizza's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> if we're talking about overrated foods, we're going right there. But no, it's, I mean, in this 20 plus years of, since high school, I, I, I've, 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 I've worked anything you can think of. So my gauntlet of experiences ranges a lot. So I try to use that. It's part of our show because I think it's it's fun to interject like a professional. Not I sound like such a douche. Some of my personal experiences for job wise. They're professional experiences. Yeah, they're professional. So let's be fair. Okay. Like you're not going to DJ a wedding drunk. Like you're yeah. doing it as a professional. Yeah, but yeah. no, I get exactly what you're saying because I I worked at GameStop for a brief stint when I was like younger, and it made me hate. By the time I quit there, I was like, I don't even want to look at a video game. I don't want to go into a GameStop. I don't want to think about video games. Yeah, it was, I, I get it. Like, it, it kind of, like, destroys things for you if you tie it to, like, a tedious experience yeah. or whatever. You know, especially, like, DJing a wedding and or, you know, doing whatever. Does I, that... I'm kind of, because I know, now I kind of want to, like, guess what Roger's overrated songs are because I know what, like, chunk of years he DJed weddings. <laughs> So I kind of feel like I know one of them. The idea was to do underrated love songs because we want to spend actual time giving credit to things that we like. If you've listened to the show before, you know that's kind of what we prefer to do. However, we are not without malice and hate in our hearts for certain things. Me especially. So there is a there is a place for that discussion and we will not give a whole episode to it, but we did want to discuss a couple of overrated love songs, just because it's fun to shit on things sometimes. So, with that in mind, if you had guesses, Lacey, I'd like to hear them for Roger, if you have a few you want to throw out. Okay. One of my guesses is going to be John Legend, All of Me. No. Oh. No. Well. You know what? There was a lot of people who did not like, uh, did not put that song on request list, believe what, it or not. What about um, Ed Sheeran? Yes. <laughs> yes. One of those Ed Sheeran, the one entity. of the yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, and in any all Ed Sheeran, anything Ed Sheeran. He's period. he's written a couple silly love songs, hasn't he? That are just like a way overplayed. He's yeah. the worst. What about <laughs> my other guest was going to be that Sam Smith song, the one of them? Yeah, I don't know the names of any of. I know, I don't. I know. They're all leaving me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and uh, Butterfly Kisses. Oh. God, that song is... I don't know how that's... Isn't that like a daddy-daughter dance yeah, song? Yeah, but that song, that's like... That, that's one of those songs that if I... <laughs> but I don't or... like dads and daughters. <laughs> the love between dads and daughters is dumb. No, I'm just joking. Um, sometimes creepy. Yeah, sometimes the creepy. ownership is creepy. <laughs> Let I'd, it be known. I said an, what I said. That's another day. Another story for another day. When I was DJing weddings, it was more... Some of the classics, but that... any When it was Ed Sheeran started coming to the thing, I'm like, ugh. The classics are the ones I keep coming back to in my head when I think of overrated quote unquote love songs. Like as as I get further into my thirties and approaching my forties, I don't hear new music the same way that I hear all the stuff I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And it's it's easier for me to ignore it, generally speaking. If I hear something as Ed Sheeran being a prime example of this, that I am like 
righteously indignant about like oh my god this is awful how does anyone like this it does still happen and ed sheeran you are on my hit list so it is definitely a thing but when i thought about overrated songs most of them were old like into wedding classics of the 70s and 80s like your wonderful tonight's by eric clapton Mm kind of songs roger did you want to actually maybe tell us a specific song that you wanted to talk about briefly because we don't want to spend all day talking about what we don't like. Yeah, real quick, Bob, Bob Seeker's We Got Tonight and, <laughs> Islands, and Islands in the Stream. Oh, no! That's like, only because that was a wedding <laughs> staple, too. But Bob Seeker's We Got Tonight goes back a lot further. And really quick, all it is is that, look, folks, for you Michigan la- listeners out there, Hi, I'm everybody. sorry. Come on. Really? <laughs> Seriously. You can do better, man. Yeah. Like, you guys Mi- can do better than Bob Seger. Yeah, I get Northern Michigan's this cool place, and I get Ann Arbor's cool and all that stuff. I get it. Fine. Whatever. Cool. But for the love of Christ, anything else but we got tonight. Like, even in high school. It played every damn song I know, I know. in high school. I don't in remember. In the 90s. I don't what the know. fuck is wrong with the people? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, Bob Seger's tonight, we got tonight, is uh, will be that. I uh, I don't know. You said anything else, but I I ch- challenge you on that because I was at a wedding once where the bride walked down the aisle to Kid Rock, God Only Knows, or Only God, what is that song? <laughs> only God Knows Why. Only God Knows Why or whatever. And then they danced That's to a, a Kid Rock. That's a strange choice. I don't know. They're, they were Kid Rock fans. It's, Clearly. Well, yeah. Everybody has that one trashy cousin, guys. And this was mine. <laughs> the groom, not the bride. But the bride was, you know... The same level of trash as the group. Oh the, the greatest, uh, the weirdest song I've ever seen people, a love song, that I saw, or a quote-unquote love song that I saw a slow dance to. I told you about the story You before. told me about this before. It's yeah, still amazing. Yeah, still told about Pilots Atlanta. Yeah, that's such a strange choice. It was such a strange song, but they also got mad because there was two different versions. Apparently, there's two different versions of Atlanta. Okay. And it was off, I guess there's an extended version. Good point. That song's like six minutes long. As exactly. Like, so what, it made the extra 30 seconds? But, All right. Yeah, but that, that one was like, apparently a love song, so there you go. That song, okay. That's, that's a, listen to our Stone Pillow Pilots episode. We talk about that story specifically and more about them, but that's a weird choice. Um, <laughs> Lacey, <laughs> do you have any overrated love songs you'd like to, I sure do. to shit on real quick? Okay, so uh, Mr. Big, <laughs> To Be With You. Um, I hate... The lyrical content of this song. <laughs> I, I will sure. concede that it is totally catchy and shit, but like that, like, you know, it's na, 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 na. I I think it's very catchy. It's a staple of the 80s. But if you r- listen to the lyrics of this song, this is about a guy. It's This is like the ultimate, like, incel fucking song. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like this dude is like talking way to this ahead girl. Of his time, this guy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was way ahead of its time. And it's all. I'm the one who wants to be with you deep inside. I hope you uh, feel it too. Feel it too. Waited on a line of greens and blues just to be the next to be with you. Like, who the fuck gave you the right, Mr. Big? Like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't understand songs that are like this. There's another one that was kind of popular um, in the last few years called, um, I can't remember what the name of the song was, but it was by Shawn Mendes that was kind of similar, where it was like... Uh, I know I can treat you better. Oh. Stay 
the f- listen, men, stay out of girls' relationships. If you don't think that a man that she's with is sufficient, just just mind your own business. And this song is like the anthem to that. It's all about yeah, like it's no, def- it's I definitely wanna, that. I want to be with you because he breaks your heart, and so come to me and I'll show you what's right. Like. Who, who the fuck do you think you are? What, why do you think that she wants anything to do with you, Mr. Big? You're in the corner. <laughs> you keep calling him Mr. Big. Like, it's that guy. I mean, you're in the, you're yeah. in the corner writing love songs about girls that don't even know who you are. Like, I'm sure just go pay attention to a woman who wants to reciprocate those feelings instead of writing these stupid songs. So, yeah, I don't know. This, this is a song that always, it always kind of irks me. It always kind of annoys me, like, hearing the lyrics to it. So that's my overrated one. There's a whole cottage industry built on love songs. Almost, I, I can't say it's exclusive, but we'll just say the majority of which are written by men about pining after women that they are ostensibly saying don't know what is good for them. Exactly. Like, they're just like, oh no, you're dumb for staying in this relationship or you're dumb that you don't see that I'm better for you. Why are you wasting your time with this? If this girl is does it doesn't know what she needs or wants and has no agency over how she gets those things why are you interested in the first place she sounds like kind of a waste of time she sounds she sounds like the shithead that you're trying to date that you think she's stupid for dating herself pretty much yeah like, that is like a contradiction in terms like, i know be better like you know write songs about people that care about you <laughs> like it should be also nice. guys that write songs like this don't actually want to treat you right ladies they just want to be stage fucking 1000 clingers they're going to invite themselves to girls night they're going to ask why you aren't spending more time with them when you're actually spending every fucking waking hour <laughs> with them they're they're not they're not good guys to be with they're not partners they're fucking lords at least that's what they fancy themselves. Sure. So no, this is not a love song. This is a song that makes me cringe. It makes me writhe. Because I know that if a sentiment like, oh, I want to be with you. I can do better. I can do all these things. But really, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this guy would go through my phone. He would. <laughs> he, would he would go through my phone without asking, like while I'm in the shower or mm-hmm. something. And then be mad because I, like, text a meme to Dave or something. Like, th- that's what this guy is. That's the type of guy this, this dude is. And I'm not here for it. I'm not falling for your shit, Mr. Big. You can sing as smoothly <laughs> as really you'd like. You can sing that smooth jams as much as you like. But no, mm-mm. I'm on to you. I'm on to your shit. And I'm letting the other girls out there know. <laughs> you date all the douchebags you want, you know, Mr. Big. He doesn't need you either. He doesn't deserve you either. You do whatever you want. All right. All right. I think that's fair. I think that's a completely fair assessment. Well, I can't top that, but I guess I have one too. I feel bad because I enjoy the movie this song is from. It's from a soundtrack. And I love the, I love the artist who performs it. But Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elton John oh. is potentially one of the shittiest love songs I think I've ever heard. Isn't it for lions? <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, it's for lions. Like, I guess. You guys, there are better Elton John songs. Oh, like, yeah. this feels like pandering a bit of just like, and kind of like a, it feels a bit like I'm turning my nose up at things like Disney. I'm not. Like, I love The Lion King. I like the soundtrack. But this song is not good. It wasn't good when you wrote it 20, Jesus Christ, like 26 years ago. And it's not good now. It's just kind of a lame song. I've never understood why people like it so much. I think it's kind of. Dull. I think it's the weak. I I think it's like the weakest song from that 
soundtrack. Oh, 100%. Circle of Life's a fucking banger. It is a banger. And so then, is Just Can't Wait to Be yeah, King. Yeah, man. Bop. Fucking yep. be prepared. I mean, every song on the Lion King soundtrack is amazing, except this. And yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It was just like in the background of a montage of Simba and Nala, like, falling in love. Oh, they're going to fuck. Like, they're, yeah, yeah, that, that plays sure. at the scene where, like, Nala's giving them the look, and she's laying back in some grass, and, like, lion fucking is happening off screen. Yeah, but that I didn't know life. that when I was 10, but, oh, well. you know. I was a shitty 10-year-old. Yeah, then. you were. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. You were also not 10 when that movie came out. You were closer to being a teenager. Yeah, that's also There's, true. Te- the difference between 10 and, like, 12 or 13 is pretty big, like... Yeah, at but that I, age. I was now. I, to be fair, I was shitty at. Oh yeah, you were shitty. So, right, right, right. Yeah. To be yeah, fair, no, I wasn't. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was just like, oh, they're rolling in the grass. <laughs> Look at the rainbow in the background, and Dave's sitting in there like they about to smash. Yeah, uh, <laughs> using using modern vernacular as a ten year old. Yeah, exactly. I was way ahead of my time. Uh, that's never been true. I, I think this is probably a personal choice, as I am. An avowed giant Elton John fan and really don't like this song. So that's probably, maybe I'm being unfair, but go record your own podcast about it. This is mine. And I, I hate no, this song. I don't, I don't I think talk that's unfair. That. I, don't, I don't hate it. Like, it's fine, but I'm not on board with it. Like, as being like, yeah, it's definitely like the weakest song. And Elton John had another song. I'm pretty sure he wrote for that gnome, that garden gnome movie. Do you remember that? Yeah, gnomes. Yeah, whatever, where yeah. they do. It's like all Elton John songs yeah. in the background. That song, Hello, Hello. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he write that for the movie? Because I don't I believe so, yes. Yeah, it's not like on... That is like a great love song. It's so cute and happy and, yeah. you know, it's about garden gnomes. So. Fucking. <laughs> but, you know. gnome smashing. <laughs> gnome smashing. Yeah. Roger. Yeah, I, I, I'm... I agree with you, Dave. Can you feel the love tonight sucks? Roger, can you feel the love tonight? The song sucks, too. <laughs> all all right, right, we're in agreement. Yeah. You're saying... You overrated. I had to step out for a moment. Overrated, your um, uh, Mr. Big. Mr. Big, Dave and I sung that to to Jess at a Wendy's I, parking lot. I'm familiar. Uh, with this no, story. we didn't. It's a different it, song. I, oh no, oh, yeah, no, you're I, thinking of extreme. You're thinking yeah, of more than, words more, more than words by sorry. extreme, which is a song I thought was overrated for many, many, many years. And my wife and my now wife, Jess, uh, we'd go to weddings. And we would request it, or someone would play it, and we would ironically dance to it, like, oh, this song's so dumb. <laughs> Until we went to a wedding many years into our relationship, and they didn't play it, and we didn't think to ask, and we left sad, realizing that we hadn't danced to it. But we danced to it every wedding. We love that song. Oh my god, we love that song. So, turns out More Than Words is actually a great love song, and I'm an asshole. But maybe, maybe it isn't, but I... I hated that song for a long time until I met someone I felt like singing it to. And now I love it. Wow. I know. <laughs> I'm familiar with the story, Roger, because you said it in your best man speech at Dave's wedding. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> you, you talked about it. So, I, you know. You know it's, it's, it was an information dub. I said it and I forgot about it. Yeah. That's, that's I how specifically it remember We're all you getting sa- old. I specifically remember you saying that. That was the moment that you knew that Jess was the right woman for Dave. <laughs> like, like as his friend, you had to have a an also an, an epiphany that she was like good enough or something. I don't know. Well, you were right. So yeah. I mean, if that if you want to take any credit for that, we all knew. We all knew. Hi again. <laughs> I'm sorry you're not here. I missed you. Um, let's stop. Let's. Let's transition. So we're done talking about the overrated stuff, as if somehow this will get. Better I don't know. For me. You guys got so like mushy in there, you two married fucks. <laughs> I, that I think I want to keep ranting about love songs that I hate. I don't think I. I don't think I'm emotionally equipped to do okay. the rest of the show. To be fair, 
the songs that I picked are all breakup songs because that's well, my house. Okay. I need to retool my thing. I'm no longer happy and I can't hear these happy songs. I'm just kidding. I don't care. I'll go home and sing them to my dog. So yeah, before we, before we go into the meat of the episode, we're going to take a quick break, as you may be familiar with the format, and we will be right back to talk about our underrated love songs. Pause for station identification. Hello, producer Roger here. Just wanted to tell you about some of the great shows we have on the Make Fun Network, such as Kitty Cat Pause Cast, the Psycho Comica, and of course, the flagship, Top 5 of Death. If you get a chance, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash makefunnetwork. You should also support us by checking out our t-shirt shop at teespring.com slash store slash makefunnetwork. Get some Make Fun Network gear there and be part of the cool kids. Rate and review these fine podcasts on the Make Fun Network. As always, thanks for listening. Okay. Welcome back, lovers. And, you know, not. Some people hate that word, so I, I apologize for using it. It might not it might not be your bag. So in that case, we can we can just be friends. But we're back. It's over under fair as friends. And lovers. I'm using it again, I don't care. We are here to talk about underrated love songs. If you have not heard it uh we did an episode about underrated songs by overrated bands where we are going to do effectively the same thing we're doing now we will discuss a couple of songs that we prospectively feel are underrated but then we're going to play you a song we're going to play you a whole ass song and you're going to hear it and be like oh my god what an amazing underrated love song thank you guys so much for enriching our lives at least that's the goal it's it's what we aim for um with that said Lacey, Dang. would you like to start sure, with start. your underrated love songs? Okay. So the first one that I want to talk about, um, like I said earlier, I genuinely tend to go for love songs that are like a whole and complete picture of like goodness. So I don't really tend, I don't think of breakup songs and sad songs as being love songs. I just kind of like the ones that are like a proclamation of love. And none of them fit that better than 25-8 by Mary J. Blige. Um, This song is literally just beginning to end her proclaiming her love for a man. And she does it in a way where she's talking about she can love him 25-8, which is obviously... That's more than standard. That's That's how deep the love is. Exactly. Um, She goes on to talk about like there's nowhere that he can go that she won't follow him. Um, but not in know, a creepy way. Not in like a creepy way. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, you she he's she's basically saying like you got me. I'm here for you. Yeah. Um. It's also not. It's not a slow song. It's it's kind of a bop. So and I think um, Mary J. Blige is a very well respected songstress. In I'd say like among people who appreciate her brand of music. Oh sure, dude. Um. She's been around for a really long time, doing the damn thing. Um, But this is a song that I don't really see discussed very often. I mean, she's got a couple of those hits that, you know, percolate in this dancery. No hateration in this dancery. No hateration. That's what it is. Um, But this this is one that I just think it is it is a perfect like proclamation of love for another human being. Um, She's just explaining all the ways that she loves this person and where she'll go. And she's always got his back. She's totally loyal and all these things. Um, so I 
think this is a very underrated love song, even though it's not like it's not like a slow jam or anything like that. It's definitely got a beat to it. But at, that is like a, the perfect like fantasy love song of like perfection in love. Um, the next one that I have that is kind of an honorable mention is a little bit different because like I said, I usually like those songs kind of like 25, eight where they, where they just go on about like, Oh, this is perfect. This is the way it is. It's awesome. It's a perfect love song. This one is kind of open for interpretation, but it's only you by the band Yaz, which also sometimes goes incredible pick goes <clears throat> also, this band sometimes is is written as Yazoo, Y A Z O O. I don't know if yes. that's like a UK US thing. It is. Um, but they are more known as Yazoo outside of here. Yes, that was but like well, name. in the US we know them as Yaz. But I am a fan, so I know them oh, as both. Man. Yeah. Um, this first of all, the woman who sings in this in this group is has the greatest voice ever she's she's it's super deep the first time i heard her i thought that it was maybe a man singing um but this is a this is a slow song it's, uh allison moyette is her Al- name allison. i wanted to look it up because i wanted to make sure i gave her credit because 100 percent, she has such a great it, it, range it's, and it's such a cool voice yes it's so powerful and like she's she's got a very deep deep voice for a woman but when she starts singing this this is just such a beautiful song. It's a slow song. Um, and she's kind of talking about how it's like a love song. She just loves this person. It's only them has been their love that she needed. But it does kind of talk about maybe like they're drifting away from her or they're not with her anymore. So this is kind of like a little bit. The lyrical content is a little bit of outside of what I would consider to be like the perfect love song. But it. This it's just her vocals in this are so beautiful and stunning that you can't help but be like enamored with it. Yaz, if you're not familiar with them, are kind of like a new wavy sort of like they were like really they put out synth pop synth pop in the 80s. They did a couple songs that you you might know, like Don't Go and all that. One of the greatest Um, songs of the 80s. Exactly. Yeah. Don't Go. What a great fucking song. They have a lot of them. But I think if, if you listen to some of their more deep cuts. Um, you'll find that she not, I mean, she has a great voice on those tracks too, the ones that you might be more familiar with. But this one is one that I feel is like criminally underrated. I never hear it. I don't know if it ever got released as a single. I never really hear it. it. I never really hear it on the radio. I never even hear it on like the throwback radio. It actually has a, it has a cover that was a little more popular than it was in like the nineties. Oh, really? Yeah. I know a couple people have covered it. Sorry, Roger. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, the, the the gentleman in the band used to be in Depeche Mode. He yes, he was. Depeche, he left Depeche Mode to start Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the two of them, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like, he does the music, the, like, synth music, and she just belts it out over top of it. I want to tell you, before we go too far on this, don't shoot your load about Yaz here, <laughs> because I have... The theme of the episode. I have a thing, yeah. I have a thing that I have them almost specifically in mind for an idea for a future show. We will talk about Yaz again. I'm I'm here for it okay. because I love Yaz. So with that being said, we've talked about this before yeah. about our unsung love for Yaz. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Yaz or Yazoo if you're outside of the United States, um the song is called Only You and I think it's beautiful. It's a nice slow song. Uh her vocals are incredible. Can't be beat. I've never heard anybody that sounds anything like her. Oh, totally. Um and my final one that I want to talk about is by a group who I believe is actually just one guy and the group 
or one guy is called self which i'm pretty sure it's just one dude doing all the music and that's why it's called self i would have to look that up um so i can do that for you this uh they came onto my radar years ago when somebody showed me an album that they did called Gizmodry, which is an album that is done completely using toy instruments. If you've never heard it, it's called Gizmodry by Self, the artist, and it's great. I would definitely listen, definitely recommend giving it a listen. But the they song, do one of my favorite covers ever. What on a fool believes. Yes. Yeah, uh, better than the original in my 100% opinion. One hundred percent better than the original. That song <laughs> I, is amazing. I, really, I gotta check this out. It's so good. We'll play it after the show. Yeah, like, the 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 album is great. Um, but this song that I'm about to talk about is uh, from one of their later releases. It's not from this album. It's not done in toy instruments or anything like that. And it's called "Could You Love Me Now." Um, it is so like flowery it reminds me of springtime there's like horns in it but it's not like an like it's not like horns like you would find in like for example a ska song or something like that it's very like minimal use of horns piano it's so cute and just i think the perfect word to describe it is sweet and the guy is singing about how basically he's really into the girl that lives upstairs from him and he hopes that she is into him too and he's looking for ways to get to know her and ask her out on a date and get her to kind of like reciprocate that. Um, and it's very cute. Um, there's even a line in it where he talks about passing her a note and it's check yes, no, or maybe, which I mean, this is a song sung by adults. Yeah. So it's definitely bringing it back to like that kind of like, um, like an innocent love, innocent, like early, innocent, whimsical yeah. love that you might feel for somebody when nice. you're like younger. It's is this the one you're going to play for us? Is this yes. one we're going to hear? Okay, cool. Yeah. So I would love to hear that song and then we could talk about it and see how you guys. Okay. Yeah. Great. So this is, this is, uh, what it's called again. Could you love me now by self? Okay. So yeah, we're back at the end of the song. Oh, maybe, and I'm gone There's nothing wrong with 
That was so fun. Like, that was unexpectedly more upbeat than I guess I was even expecting it to be, even though I know that Self is kind of a fun band. Right, yeah. I have only heard Gizmodry, to be fair. Like, yeah. it's, it's all I knew by this band. Yeah. yeah, but it is still, like, kind of upbeat and shit. But... Yeah, you could still tell that, like, this is the sort of band that would make a whole album out of toy instruments. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Because even using, like, regular musical instruments in this song, it's very, like, whimsical yeah, and, and it's, fun. It's and... not too cute. Like, it's, it's, it's walking such a fine line between, like, between being too sappy, right. but keeping it rooted in a way that doesn't make it seem like overdone. Like I love the line about taking her lamp shopping because it's too dark in the stairwell. Yes, like I that's know. really funny and nice. You know? Right. Like he's looking for like practical ways like, hey, yeah. <laughs> can I get to know you? Um, yeah, I really like this song. I feel like it's a bubblegum pop song oh, for yeah. grownups. Yeah. Though kind well, of. Yeah, that's a good assessment. Know, without being like explicit in any way, shape or form, because all, I mean, most of us, unless you were like with your significant other since childhood or something, but most of us who have like dated and kind of like developed an infatuation for somebody in adulthood kind of knows what it's like to be like, how can I get this person to notice me? How yeah, can I yeah. how can I get in there without being like too creepy? I think they yeah. like me too. Yeah, it's how do I start too, the conversation? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's kind of why I love this song. And it's just super upbeat. And it it rem- this is a song that reminds me 100% of like springtime when everything <laughs> kind of like thaws out, blooms, and we're like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's flowery. Just remind- it's flowery. Yeah. Exactly. That's the exact way to describe it. So, Self, Could You Love Me Now? Totally underrated love song. Roger, did you like the song? I did like the song. It was very nice. It was very unexpected, too, in a way, because I just, I've never heard that before and it kind of fits. This electronic, we, we've been doing a lot of talk about synth and electronic today. Yeah, we have. I mean, so. it's, it's a, it's a good way to be, man, yeah. for love. Love is like synth. <laughs> so it's a Moog or, you know, depending. is that an erasure song? Love is like synth. Can we just, can we just say it is? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Probably. Just, it's, about, it's on the hidden tracks. It's on yeah. the hidden track on the best of. I can't say that I know for sure, but it just, it was a like B side that was only released in Japan. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. That totally lines up. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll go next. I'll do mine. Uh, so I have a few, uh, to, to touch on what I had said earlier, completely counter to how Lacey presented her love songs, which are generally speaking, very happy and nice. Mine are devastatingly sad. The, the couple that I picked for underrated, um, actually maybe I'll pivot to one that's not as sad because I had a few, but I'll talk specifically about a couple. Um, one is newer, so it's pretty brand new. Uh, it's from Lucy Dacus, uh, 2018 songs called Night Shift it's really sad <laughs> um the opening couplet of the song is it's the first it's the first song on this record and it's the first two lines of the first song i might just play them in here so you can hear them if it's gross i'm sorry the first time i tasted somebody else's spit i had a coughing fit so yeah, it's about the first time I tasted someone else's spit, I had a coughing fit, and then they said, she said her former, like her other, someone someone else's name, they called her the wrong name, and then it was all, the whole thing was disappointing because it didn't feel like her old love, and love that she had with this person didn't feel the same anymore. It's like fucking powerful in a way that you don't think about, like the the intimacy that is unspoken of in a in relationship that you then reflect on later to consider these things. This whole song is that way, like the... The song details an excursion to go see an old love 
and it just is it's just awkward and it goes wrong and you know that it's a bad idea and you know that you don't want to do it but you do it anyway because you want to do it like you can't help yourself and despite all of those things being true despite needing to know if it's good or bad you do it even though you know it's terrible and then it is bad definitely a letdown so the whole fucking song is just a big letdown (laughs) but it's beautiful it's such a nice not nice it's such a well-written well-formed idea of what the end of love is and i just think it's beautiful without going on too long about it i will go into my slightly less sad song um which is from the knife the song is called heartbeats uh 2002 2003 i think it's 2003 but it's from their excellent album deep cuts this band is so fucking great they have like four records all of them are awesome they aren't here anymore which is terrible um if you are a fan of them though you may also know that the lead singer the girl whose name is escaping me performs now under fever ray she hasn't done an album in a couple years but she still does music they're a brother and sister like duo and this song is amazing it's just like a synth masterpiece oh my god there it is again see I, yeah this, see, I told you it's now. all it's everywhere it's just that it's just that day there's not a great way to interpret the song one it's written by someone whose english is not their first language so it's not patently clear and two it's kind of vague like the way i read it it's kind of about a, like a one night stand under circumstances that neither of you are sure are the best but you were happy it happened that's kind of how i read the song and that's kind of what it sounds like it's so catchy it's so fucking catchy it just plays and you immediately like can hear that synth over and over and over again it's it's kind of droning if that is what you want to define that as but i think it works for the way this song is like i just think the song is so irresistible to listen to over and over again, despite the vagueness of its content. And I ultimately don't care what it's about. I just want to hear it forever. It is one of my favorite songs, bar none, let alone love songs. It's a song that I never get sick of hearing. Did you, have you guys heard The Knife before? I feel like... Yeah, yeah I've heard I, of Okay, knife. yeah. I feel like this is a band we've all at least heard or maybe bounced off of before or whatever, but I love them. This song is great. The Knife, Heartbeats. The one I'm going to play for you, though... Although I did pepper in a little bit for the other one. You're going to hear this whole fucking song because it's amazing. And it's short, too, so you don't have to worry about it being too long for you. The song is called I'll Be Loving You. The band is called The King Con and Barbecue Show. So they are a garage rock doo-wop duo, if that's the best way I can define that, out of Canada. Uh, these dudes are fun as hell. Everything kind of sounds this way. Like I, That's not disparaging. Like Many people that will hear this listen to like ska and shit. If you like hearing everything that sounds exactly the fucking same all the time, <laughs> you can listen to King Con and Barbecue Show and enjoy it. Um, they sound like they would be a ska band. Kind of, yeah. Same with the name. Right. I'll, I'll talk about. I'll talk a bit more about it after we play it, but let's let's play for you I'll be loving you by King Khan and you show.
Okay. And we're back. So, impressions of King Con and Barbecue Show. Roger, you knew this song. Yeah. I've been, it's been in my heavy rotation for the last six months, anyways. And this is a song that I shared for Sarah. And Sarah actually liked it. So, when you said I was like, I, when I was reading here, I'm like, yes. Yes. I'm so excited. And just so subconsciously, we didn't, you know, my Spotify list is private, so you wouldn't know that I listened to it. Sure. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know what you listen to on Spotify every day. But, uh, yeah. I dude. do. No, I don't. Speaking of, since you, yeah, jump in. What, what did you think of song? I I liked it. It's fun. It's garage rock doo-wop is a good way to describe <laughs> it. Um, I like how you said off you said off air a little bit earlier that everything sounds like it's recorded underwater, right? For some reason, and it kind of does. Yeah. yeah, but no, yeah, it's totally fun. It's not. If you would have told me like the name of that band, that is not what I would have assumed. I would have assumed they were a ska band. Yeah, I'd be like, oh god, another ska band that talks about like dumb shit that nobody cares about. <laughs> They think they're a comedy act, but they think they're in a ghost town. No, this is yeah. It was fun. I like it. I yeah. definitely. I think I'm definitely probably going to actually listen to this band. They are this like yeah. this is their lane, and they excel at it. There are other songs that are love songs and not love songs. Like they, they just find a way to mold sure. everything around this style of play, and all of it works. Like I think this band is super unheralded. They're they've been gone for a while. They were like they were on like an extended hiatus for a yeah. bunch of years, but they have recently begun touring again in like the last two years. So they're around enough. But yeah, dude, easily available on all your streaming services and all everything, YouTube, Spotify, whatever. King Con and Barbecue Show are fucking great. So that's me telling you fucking listen to that band. But specifically underrated song, that song. Roger, that just leaves you. What what do you got for us? If I think I was thinking about like songs from my like past and one of my one of my first favorite love songs was "The Police Is Every Breath You Take," but when older I got, the more I realized that's just downright creepy. Well, we can't call it underrated either. It's yeah. a very well known, yeah. well rated song. Well rated song. But my my selections a little eclectic. But Billy Joel's "Don't Ask Me Why" off Glass Houses from 1980, and while it's songs about a woman trying to forget her roots a little bit, if you will. The reason why I think it's a love song is because it's the guy that she, it, it, kind of a personal, not really, well necessarily personal experience, but just a relatable, a, a guy that she may have left behind who didn't fit the motif and she's trying to get ahead in life. And for whatever reason, he's still, he, he's still around. He's still around. He still admires her. And that's my interpretation of the song. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, just because like that part. Like she's trying to act like she speaks French in reality. She knows she's from the east side of Detroit or wherever, you know, whatever. Well, it's Billy Joel, so it's probably Brooklyn or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Long Island. Yeah, Yeah, Long Island. Yeah, Yeah. my bad. Sorry to anybody from Long Island, but you're right. East Coast again, getting shots. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, 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 and there was, and what's funny is I've always had the song in mind. And then in Oroville, the show with Seth MacFarlane, he he used this song. In a, in a moment, too, and it was really, the way he did it was really well done, but beforehand, I've always, there's been some personal experiences with this song, and it always reminds me of this song, I don't know why, but it might not necessarily be a traditional quote-unquote love song, but if you think about the lyrical content yeah. a little bit, don't forget. I, think, I yeah. think it's a good choice. My second one would be Ben Folds' Don't Change Your Plans For Me off the authorized biography of Reinhold Messenger. Which came out on April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine. The date. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I was doing the, the case of case. Months of, and April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine. This song came out, but uh, no, it's 
Did you buy it, the copy of the record at Blockbuster Music? No, not this time. Blockbuster Music was closed at this point. Dearborn right? Music? No, I actually, I never went to Dearborn Music until after col- or until college. I, I hated that place. Insane. I thought it was pretentious. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Sam Goody. Maybe, maybe it was Sam Goody. It probably was <laughs> Sam Goody. I mean, it, this, the lyrics started depressing. They talk about changes in life and how he's going to L.A. to you know, start his new thing, what have you. It's a painful reminder, as I was getting to be an adult, that relationships can be with love gain and love lost. And basically, as an adult, you make changes. Some people talk about they go along with whoever with their choices, but don't change your plans. He's not going to change his. And so, I don't know. I've always... It's a bittersweet love song. It's kind of, like I said, a little morbid, but I've always loved that song. And he has the luckiest, but it's kind of an overrated wedding song, so it doesn't even qualify in that. So everyone wants to get married uh, or walk down the luckiest. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's your list, dude. Right. You're picking the songs. And the song I'm going to play for you is 80 City Blocks of Cheesy Memories of People Who Live <laughs> in This Town and Live in This Great State of Minnesota and the Minneapolis <laughs> this Skyway System. Which, yeah. by the way, is the largest continuous system of enclosed second-level bridges in the world, composed well, of 9.5 miles pathways. If you guys didn't know, uh, Roger is the only one that has Google right in front of him. <laughs> so, For the record, I'm not looking at Google. That's, right that's why, I just knew that about that's the That's why he's got dates and tidbits, and he's like the pop In all fairness. I know, I'm kidding. He may probably know that about the Minneapolis Skyway. Roger is a con- complicated man. <laughs> And knows a lot of stuff about this kind of stuff. I know. And it's also pertaining to one of your favorite bands, if not your favorite band. Yeah. But don't let me spoil it. I tease, Roger. That, it's cool. No, I, I, I appreciate the good nature ribbing. It's the <laughs> it's off the album, Please Meet You. It's the replacements in Skyway. And it's two minutes, 15 seconds of just Paul Westenberg having a story about this Skyway system, which is incredible because... Dave Boyer the final way to come back to winter. And he just makes it sound like this you could go down there and it just makes it sound mystical. And although it's just all concrete and cement, he somehow makes it sound like this magical place, despite just being a series of bridges. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, kudos to Paul Westenberg, who's a lyrical genius, to make something sound that sounds what I just said, eighty city blocks of bridges. It makes it sound like the this cool place where you could have a fling before you head to the Mall of America. <laughs> where anything can happen. Exactly. Oh, I love this. You're selling this so good. But we'll we'll play it. So yeah. go ahead and intro it. So, off the album Please to Meet Me, which is Dave's, Dave Land's favorite replacement album. 100% true. Skyway. You take the skyway High above the busy little one way my stupid hat and gloves at night I lie awake Wondering if I'll sleep Wondering if we'll meet out in the street To take the skyway It don't move at all like a subway It's got bombs when it's cold like any other place Warm up inside Sitting down and waiting for a ride Beneath the skyway mm-hmm. 
Okay. And we're back. <laughs> I I feel romantic now somehow about a series about bridges? of bridges. I know, I right? do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I want to like walk across one in a flowy gown with my yeah. wind blowing in the hair. The Ambassador Bridge ain't seen nothing yet until yeah. fucking Lacey gets on there. Fuck I you, do not want to walk across the Ambassador Bridge. These Minnesota bridges seem okay. But <laughs> yeah. We're not going to walk across the Ambassador Bridge. Because then I end up in Canada and then they're like, why are you here? <laughs> Do you have identification? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why are you in a gown with a flower in your hair? Listen, we know everybody thinks Canadians are nice, but we can't just be letting you crazy Detroiters and willy nilly go home. Get the fuck and then I have to walk back. At least so, your dress is nice. Yeah. But I'm assuming. In my mind, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, you're like, walking across a bridge. It's probably I'm walking across like, a bridge. It's windy. It's yeah. not as it's not as like nice as the skyway. Your hair is not wind blown. It's wind swept, so it's all fucking everywhere. <laughs> I just <laughs> a bird shit on me. Also, probably on my way. true. I'm, it's a bad time. But, but yeah, no. The, but skyway. <laughs> sorry, the skyway though is a whole different thing because after hearing this song, I've heard it before actually. But after hearing this song, I definitely feel. I feel I feel whimsical. I feel romantic. It's I nice. I am glad that you that you took the time to mention it. But yeah, this is as discussed at at least one other podcast. I don't remember how many because you bring the replacements up in almost every one we do about music. So for my man DJ O'Sullivan out there, yeah. So hey DJ. So for one of the from one of these, we talked about "Please to Meet Me" being my favorite replacements record, right? And it still is. Um, oh, I think it was underrated streaks. I think we were talking about streaks. Right. We were talking about their, their run of albums in the eighties and how, how great they are. Um, I still feel that way. This is my favorite album. This is one of the better songs. I mean, they're all great. I owe you Alex Chilton that can't hardly wait. Great songs. Great band. Um, yeah, but you talk more about it because I, I feel like we're taking your time. No, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, to, to me, and Paul has written some other lovely sap songs too. And there's another song he writ, wrote with Julian Hatfield too. That's a little more. About the college experience and sex life, uh, yeah, yeah. But this song, in terms, of even this is like to me the reason why I, I, I've never correlated. This song is one of the few songs I've never correlated with a person or an experience or anything. It's just any the, bridges, any bridges any at all. Bridges I mean, correlated. You, you, you song talk with? about Sloan's in between the bridges. Ah, nice. uh, my favorite you know, Sloan album. Yeah, I love "Long Goodbye" too. That's another song that was underrated. But no, I, I, I think with with this song in particular and this whole album too. Those that was the first happy song in a while for the replacements. If you think about it, this album, sure. if you think about Tim, if you think about, um, oh god, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. All of a sudden, well, let, let it be, let it be. Yeah, they're very bleak. They're very yeah, sure. bleak. I mean, this album has the ledge on it, which yeah. is about suicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this before yeah. you get to the ledge, well, let's yeah. go down the skyway. Yeah. Right. Na, na, I know. Na, na. I mean, even like the, the way the guitar picking everything, and there's. I don't know. I just, it's really just him with the, with that high note at the end. Sky, wee. I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> I really like the song. And, and I know that for Westenberg, I'm sure he doesn't, they don't play the song very often at concerts or anything. Or they, they didn't even until right. they broke up. But 
don't know. I, I, I have no personal experience with it. I just love this song. And it's sappy, and it's just like that, something you don't expect from this band at this time. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to not have like an atta- a person or a memory, specific memory attached to the song. 100%. Because agreed. it can just be for you. Yeah. And that's how I feel about all of these songs that I chose. You know, because, well, with the exception of Mr. Big, that's just annoying. <laughs> that was a different that thing. That was a different thing. Yeah. But all of my underrated picks, like, they don't have an attachment to a, to a person. Um, I There's not any bit of me that feels sad when I listen to them. They're just all kind of, like, nice songs that are for me. Or, I mean, I'm, you know, yeah. I personally enjoy them yeah. myself. And I don't think I've you know, shared them to the point with somebody else where it, it ties my memory to that person or that time or that particular event. And I think that's nice sometimes to have that because then it's just for you. And it is nice. Yeah. And you need that. Like, yeah. it's, love is important for yourself as well as others. So it's it's good to have that for yourself, you know, as a as a thing that you can reflect on and not have it be tied to somebody. That makes it nice. Um. Yeah, so those were underrated songs. I think they picked some good shit. I I liked a lot of the stuff. I uh, I will say though that we did sort of avoid what we joked about a whole lot at the beginning of the episode with like fucking <laughs> and some of the more some of the more suggestive love songs. But don't worry because we supplanted that with our own over under fair Spotify playlist. Which we have, which we have made for you, uh, called together from all of us and our varied, interesting views on sex songs. It is a wild list, <laughs> let me tell you, people. Yeah. Um, I renamed it twice, but for some reason it gave the original name when I shared it. So it's either under, it's definitely over under fair presents. OUF. OUF, sorry. OUF presents. I believe the final title was OUF presents the hump. but it was it was was at one point changed to several songs to sex to so interesting several interesting songs to sex to so there's ouf presents is what you will search for we will share it we will have it linked on our page on our our facebook page we have linked it into the make fun network facebook page if you are there we'll have it linked on our twitter we will have that playlist available for you to find just in time for valentine's day in case you uh want to get that blood up look i'm not gonna lie Go ahead, Roger. You, you, you with the life changers when you hear or somebody within five feet is humping to Pinball Wizard by the Who. <sighs> so that's how that got on there. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So I when we were making it, I said, you don't necessarily have to have personal uh, personal relationships with these songs. We'll say politely. But if you do, that's fine. And maybe encourage. So we won't tell you who added what. I we will did. tell you that. We probably had sex with some of these songs. We just um, won't tell you which. I will just say that when we decided to do this, I went on and added a bunch of like smooth, slow jams that I thought like would be nice to 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 do the dirty to. <laughs> and then I started looking at the list and I was like, pinball wizard. <laughs> I, cause, you know, I'm coming in with like the um with like the slow jams and like things that you would really like make you think of sex. They have sex in the title. They're sexy themed. Mm. And then I looked and I saw pinball wizard and I was like, Roger and Dave think about these things very differently than I do. <laughs> Roger could Roger put that song there. Yeah, he, I know. He owned up to it. Hey, I have you, nothing to listen, do with pinball wizard. You there's a couple on there that you put that 
are way off the cuff. So go ahead, throw one at me. I'm curious. ICP. Oh well, that's just in the, it's right in it's right in there, man. It's cotton candy. You don't go out until it's in your mouth. That's about sex. All right. Everybody fucks the yeah. ICP. I'm just saying for the record. Look, I'll put a disclaimer out there. Over under fair doesn't is not responsible for conception of any, <laughs> while you're fucking these songs. Okay. So if you're fucking these songs and then you're like, oh, over over fair made me do it. No, we're not held liable. So I want to get that out there as producer. I'm very glad you took the time. Make to sure that. Yes, thank you for the disclaimer. Do not get pregnant. If you get pregnant, we're not responsible. It was your hormone to make right. the decision. It, it may have been our selections, but I, it was your choices. Exactly. Me talking like this with my voice down <laughs> or me hablando español. Hey, yeah, hablando así como todo tiempo. Does that make you, if that makes you horny, then that's your own problem. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Oh, um. <laughs> Yeah. I'm dead. Um, <laughs> over under fear is not responsible for any human beings who are made due to our ridiculous playlist. Although, you know, you might want to give it a comb through first before you throw it out yeah. and try to take down it's kinda all your over the lady. Because uh, you might start off with like some sort of slow jam that I picked and then wind up with... Um, Ever since he was a young boy, he played those two balls. Hey, you know the tempo. Listen, it might be good for you because no. Yeah, dude, I like I like to have some a bit more upbeat. I threw some upbeat shit on there because sometimes you're going a little fast. You want to bump to that tempo, but then sometimes it's nice to slow it down too. It's an ebb and flow. That's how this works. That is how it works. I can't talk about this anymore. All right. That being said, we're done talking about love for today. We will be back to talk about it again. So, if you are interested in what you have heard and what you will continue to hear, uh, find us on all those things, man. Twitter, at OverUnderFair. Email us at OverUnderFair at gmail.com or just OverUnderFair at gmail.com. You know how plugs go. Sometimes you misspeak. Uh, come and check us out at the Facebook, the Make Fun Network Facebook group. Say hi to everybody in there. Do all the stuff. We're talking about all sorts of things in there right now. Movies and memes and love songs. And yeah, man, it's a good time for everybody. And listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple podcasts i always say that wrong it's apple Podcasts. is that the correct apple, one yeah apple Hill. sure you guys you fucking changed it on me i used to say itunes you, it was so you know much what easier. apple is they they run yeah. the world party. apparently most of us most of you listen to us on apple stuff you already know then so yeah, continue to do that yeah spotify comes up second yep so yeah do all that listen to all those things oh i i have to say uh he was unable to be here this time but he forwarded me a song to make sure we played out with so uh shout out to josh returning who would have been a returning host but couldn't make it that is my fault, Josh, not yours. Um, but we will play you out with My One and Only Love by John Coltrane, which is a very nice song. So thank you, Josh, for writing the ship after we got all foul at the end again. You're, you're a stabilizing force in all of our lives. And yeah, man, we'll see you next time.
thought of you makes my heart sing like an April breeze on the wings of spring, and you appear in all your splendor, my one and only love. The shadows fall and spread their mystic charms in the hush of night while you're in my arms. I feel your lips so warm and tender. My one and only love. The touch of your hand is like heaven, a heaven that I've never known. The blush on your cheek whenever I speak. Tells me that you are my own. You fill my eager heart with such desire. Every kiss you give sets my soul on fire. I give myself in sweet surrender. My one and only love. My one and only love. Thank you.